Hey guys, and welcome back to the Beyond the Scale podcast. You're sitting here with Corey. I hope everyone had a lovely weekend and enjoyed the fights. I know I did. Um, lots of action. The whole card was pretty stacked. I was a bit disappointed overall in the end after Darren Till losing, but such is life. Um, just looking at my picks and going through the card... Um, we had Mark Andre Barrio versus Dalcha Lagambula. Um, good fight, both fucking warriors. Dalcha absolutely stacked. Mark Andre Barrio was right in his face from the get go. Uh, Dalcha looked looked slightly tired towards the end of the second round. I think his gas tank was going. Uh, Barrio was right there, took some big punches from him, but kind of weathered the storm to get a three rounds unanimous decision victory. So good win from Barrio. Um, and he looked quite impressive. So um, next up we had Juliana Rosa. Juliana Rosa versus Charles Air Jordan. Uh, again, fucking great fight. Action packed. Charles Jordan was hitting him with some some clinical strikes and bursts. Um, didn't quite look himself in the first minute or so. Um, I watched it with Stuart and he kind of agreed that he, he didn't seem to look himself, but he was still landing massive shots. Juliana Rosa was was in his face from the get-go. Um, it's actually 26-9, Juliana Rosa, and he's fought in Cage Warriors before. So it's quite an extensive career. Um, and he ended up getting, the I think it was a Darsh choke that he got, Charles Jordan. Really smart game plan from Juliana Rosa. He was probably 1-1 going into the third. So he decided to take him down, played his advantages. He was probably losing it on the feet. Charles Jordan just looked that little bit quicker. Um, and his technique was just that little bit better. So, yeah, he got him down to the ground, got him up against the fence, and got him in dark stroke to win that. So that was that catch weight at 150. Looking forward to seeing Julian Arosa back in the cage sometime soon. Next up, we had Jack... Tank Shore taking on Ludovic Sholnian. Hopefully that's fucking better than the, the last time I said it on the, on the previous podcast, which I fucking butchered at several occasions. Um, Jack Shore, fucking impressive, man. I, I, t- I told you to watch out for him. He climbed to 15 and 0. I think he's 28 and 0, including his amateur record. Um, I think the comparison's to George St. Pierre potentially a bit bit early, but he's good all round man. He looked cut he looked in control of the fight from the first to the third round. And I would like to see the UFC kind of slope out of this guy and give him a, f- a few a few more warm up fights essentially before he hits the top fifteen. He's young, I think he's he's twenty eight, so he's got a long career ahead of him, but just try to slow pedal and build his fall and build his skills and then see where he goes. Uh, people, most people wanted a, a kind of finish from him that was mentioned. Uh, they were a bit disappointed, but I, I think to control somebody for three rounds, both on the feet, the guy was also a, a national champion wrestler. And Jack Shaw took him down at ease, um, using technique mostly as opposed to strength, which, which is cool to see. Um, and then there was, this guy was not going away. 
Uh, not many people are going to knock him out. So I think he'll get another chance in the UFC. Uh, one thirty-five in bantamweight, but stack division would be really interested to see how Jack Shore goes from here. There was some talks of fighting Sugar Sean O'Malley, um, but I don't think that's the right fight from him. Uh, same with Casey Kenny. I think they may be a little bit high for him, but we'll see where he goes. Next up, we had probably the fight of the night. We had Molly McCann, Meatball Molly, taking on Ji Young Kim. Um, Molly was right in her face from the get-go. I think they clashed heads quite early into the first round, which on the judges' scorecards would have looked like it was Ji Young Kim's um, fist that did it, but Molly persevered, came back so aggressive. She looked... She looked like she was out in Liverpool on a Saturday night towards the end with her hands down, just walking out the punches. But great, great performance from Molly. Really enjoy watching her. She's so aggressive. She's like we Pitbull. Um, 10 inches reach was the difference as well. So she really had to get on the inside and throw some bombs. But enjoyed her. Enjoyed watching her. Looking forward to see where she goes from here as well. I, I think there was talk of her fighting Miranda Maverick, which I'd like to see that. Miranda Maverick herself is, is high level and I, I think based on this victory she'll get another contract from the UFC which should extend it beyond her current one. Um, who else did we have? We had oh, the star of the show, my man Paddy the Baddy Pimlet, um, the boy, the cash cow, the, the new UFC the new man in town, as he put it, he was against Luigi Vendramini. Uh, started off quite shaky, actually, but came back, came back really strong. He about got dropped in the first round, and I, I thought he was a potential chance of him getting finished, but he showed good heart against adversity, came back and finished Vendramini quite convincingly. Um, I thought Michael Bisman was particularly funny in the octagon after. Um, when Paddy Pimlet said, do you see what happened? And Michael Bisman says, yeah, you both got knocked out. That's what happened. I thought it was pretty funny. He just fucking said it how it is. Um, I had a bit of a discussion with one of my mates yesterday around Paddy Pimlet's ceiling, and he said he's not top five, which I, which I agree at this stage. Um, but he's 26. He's got a, a long career again. But his skills... Someone said, how would he fare on the ground? People not knowing that he is actually a ground specialist. He's a submission guy by trade, so the feet's actually his weak point, and then he just knocked out a pretty decent striker in Luigi Vendramini. So um, I would like to see them slow pedal paddy again. Don't feed him to the wolves just yet. I wouldn't mind him seeing Juliana Rosa in in a rematch or Mason Jones, I think that was meant to happen in Cage Warriors a number of years ago, but never came to fruition. Um, but that would take out two of the UK's best prospects. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that. Um, but interested, like them all, to see where what happens to Paddy Baddy. He's need to check his Instagram following, so his account got deleted before the event. He was at 60,000 followers when before he fought. And now he is at 394. Holy mother of God. Um, he's going to be making, making bank from that, from sponsorships. Um, there, there's some comparisons to him being young McGregor, but I'm not quite sure how I feel about that sentence just yet. 
Next up, we had Khalil Roundtree taking on Modestus Bukaukas. Um Khalil won by a kind of oblique kick, which is a, a side kick to the knee. It's been quite controversial because should this be allowed or should it not be in martial arts? Uh, Modestus was quite truthful when he came out there and said, look, it's my, it's my job to defend myself. He, he, it's part of those, it's legal. John Jones uses it all the time. Commentators are a bit hypocritical. They were saying, should this be allowed? Um, like the 12 to 6 elbow, which is banned, because it could cause long-term damage, and it probably put Modest, Modestus out for up to a year. Um, obviously, Dr. Bisbing diagnosed it in the, in the post-octagon speech, and he tore his ACL, MCL, PCL. Um, but yeah, that was, a, that was an interesting one. I had Modestus on my coupon, and from the get-go, it looked fucked. He didn't really stand a chance, not with that kind of little round tree that we saw. He came out firing all, all cylinders. If he, if he fought like that every time, he'd fucking he'd get far. Um, just looking at the picks, so I didn't... How much did I get right? I'll count them up later. Um, next up, we had Alex Morono versus David Zawada. I had Alex Morono on this one, which... Came true. He unanimous, it was unanimous decision. He was starting to starting to get some decent wins under his belt at 170. He's got Cowboy, he fought pretty well against Anthony Pettis. He clinked 20 and 7. Again, apparently his, his fundamentals are on the ground, but he looked pretty good on the feet. Um, threw some some big punches. He was kind of looping a lot and he missed also some big punches, but Great, great, great back to the end of his belt versus a very game David Zawada. Next up, we had Tom Aspinall versus Sergey Spivak, which was meant to be Sergey Pavlovich making his way through the Sergeys. Um, Tom Aspinall won pretty convincingly in the first round, two and a half minutes in. Uh, this was the co main event. Tom Aspinall is now 4 0 in the UFC. Quite a modest guy, and I quite like him. Um, laughing at Oscar Willis from the Mac Life interviewing after and said, well, how's your hand, basically? Is it broken? And he says, do I look like a walking x-ray machine, Oscar? It was pretty funny. It seems like quite a cool, cool sort of dude. Um, and quite self-aware in terms of he wants to get number 12 for the rankings. He doesn't want to be fighting top five yet, he's young in his career again, he's 28, he's only got, I think, 12 or 13 fights in his entire record, but I would like to see him next time, um, versus maybe somebody in the top 12, like in a Walt Harris, Taito Vasa type ranking, I think Tom Aspinall's going to go far, I think, I think he could be a potential champion, I might be Get, jumping ahead of the gun a little bit so far from what I've seen him. Um, so yeah, Walt Harris versus uh, Taito Vasas coming up soon. Walt Harris is sitting at 11. Wouldn't mind seeing that fight at all. Or Blagoy Ivanov again. Both would be pretty good matchups. So I, I think they should marginally increase the level of competition for um, for Tom Aspinall. Next up you had Derek Brunson. Taking on Darren Till. Till just struggled to cope with his wrestling. He really struggled. He just looked 
scared of the takedown. Um, he looked good in the third round and he might have finished him, but got overzealous and tried to dive in. Brunson got him in a, um, a wrestling position. You tell I didn't know what wrestling position it was, hence the fucking generic response. Um, not a single leg, double leg, here we go. You put your hands, clasp your hands around the butt, took him down, finished him in the third, took him down by rear naked choke. What surprised me was Darren Till didn't As I was just saying about Darren Till versus Derek Brunson, um, Darren Till was actually the favourite going into this, but he's dropped a, a, a good few in the bounce now where he's starting to become, and I don't want to say this, he's starting to become a journeyman. Fucking win-loss, win-loss. Um, he's just lost four of his last five, but he has been fighting the rest of the best. But this, just when you look at his record, it's from the Red Dots on Wikipedia. Um, so... In terms of where he goes from this, I'd like to see him versus Kevin Holland, a striker, not necessarily in the top 10, a fight that doesn't have title implications, that's not a main event, uh, that's less pressure. I think he might need to mix up his camps as well, leave Team Kaibon and maybe go across to the States to work on his wrestling, especially his defensive wrestling. Um, and I think... I think he's, he's kind of self-aware enough to acknowledge that. Um, in terms of Derek Brunson, I, I think he gets a title shot on the back of this, to be honest. Five wins on the bounds, good wins as well against upcoming prospects like Paul and Shabazian. Good guys, and Darren Till's a massive name. So, um, if failing that, I think he'll put him against Jared Cannonier um, as a kind of title eliminator. And yeah, that, that was the card in a nutshell. I really, really enjoyed the card. I thought there was some absolute wars. The UK people, fighters in general, looked pretty good, mostly wins. I think I got two fights, three, two or three fights wrong out of all the picks, being Douch of Ligambula, which I chose. I took Modestus and I took Charles Jordan. And um, Dan which equals four, not three. Um, there's not a card actually for for a week or two. The next card is Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann, which I think there's 15 fights, most of which are, are generally quite unknown, and I don't recognise too many of the fighters off the card, so I need to do a decent bit of research. Well, that's a good opportunity to speak about some of these up-and-coming fighters. And maybe I'll do a midweek show just on... The Dana White Contender Series, I need to watch last week's and this week's, but usually there's some absolute wars on that. Just because the people are so desperate for contracts, they just want to go all out um, to win. There's, there's been some big fights announced recently as well, which I can talk a little bit about. Um, Dustin Poirier being one of them, he's finally been announced against Alex Oliveira. It's been made official. And the other ones being, so maybe just get it off my phone so quickly. Can't get it fast enough. So yeah, basically I'll, I'll put together another show, breaking down the upcoming fights. But I hope you enjoyed this card. And if you're not a fan of them being thick and fast, you've got a few weeks off to rest. 
and I hope everyone has a great week. Thank you.